appendix part four of struggles and triumphs or forty years recollections of p t barnum written by himself this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c struggles and triumphs of p t barnum appendix part four and the metropolitan press people and patronage combined only repeated with more emphasis the universal testimony of the country as to the extent and merits of this great show want of space permits me to copy only two or three of the favorable articles which appeared from day to day during the entire exhibition in the columns of the new york press the following is from the baptist union rare curiosities mr p t barnum has organized at the empire rink a very large exhibition combining a museum menagerie international zoological garden polytechnic institute and hippodrome having examined the various departments of this vast combination we do not hesitate to recommend our friends to go with their families to visit it and they will enjoy a treat seldom offered in a lifetime the department of natural history is especially excellent and interesting and embraces the largest and rarest collection of wild animals ever exhibited together in this or probably in any other country everything connected with the entertainments admirably harmonizes with the good taste and respectability which give to all of mr barnum's enterprises a refinement and morality which commend them to the most scrupulous the great hippodrome pageant in which appear so many elephants camels dromedaries horses and ponies with men women and children in costumes representing the arabs and bedonians of the desert roman knights heralds warriors kings princes and bashaws of the olden time is truly interesting and grand and is worth going a long distance to see that popular religious journal the new york christian leader edited by rev g h emerson speaks as follows a good sermon for showmen the success which everywhere attends barnum's great show ought to be evidence to the managers who furnish amusement to the public that profanity and indecency of speech and gesture all of which mr barnum excludes by promptly and indignantly discharging the offender are not of the nature and supply meeting a popular demand if a man is coarse and vulgar himself he usually has manhood enough left not to take his wife and children where coarseness and vulgarity are 
sure to be witnessed mr barnum's combination is now doing for canvas what his jenny lynn enterprise did for public halls its patrons are not individuals but communities for example the factories of patterson new jersey were compelled to suspend the operative population having left en masse for the show but this swimming and unsurpassed success would come to a full stop in one day if profanity and indecency instead of being rigorously forbidden were encouraged the community at large respects decency the show bewildering various and mammoth beyond a precedence is now on its way through new england in one sense like sherman's march to the sea and a patronage never before anticipated is organized in advance it is big and better still it is clean clean to the eye and to the moral sense nim crinkle the dramatic critic of the new york world wrote a very entertaining column about the show for that journal and trinculo copied it in full in the amusements gossip of the new york leader the following is extracted from the article barnum's universal show barnum who long ago beat all creation is now exhibiting his spoils at the rink animated nature and animated art make a stunning combination especially when the combination is all in active operation as it generally is about two o'clock in the afternoon and eight o'clock in the evening then one can enjoy the howls of the animals the rush and scurry of the arena the rattle-bang of the band and the delight of ten thousand people without stopping to discriminate it is something for the veteran showman to say he has been able to stir the metropolis with his caravan as other and less indifferent villages are stirred by smaller shows the combination as shows are rated is really an extraordinary one and when it arrives at an average western city it doubles the population for them contributing of its own multitudinous teamsters tricksters and stirrers up about three hundred people with as many more ravening beasts thrown in the first living curiosity that one meets at the rink is barnum himself uncaged he still holds to the notion that it is worth fifty cents to look at him and one dollar to read his life and as nearly everybody has looked at him and read his life we presume the rest of the world agrees with him still it is curious to observe how the healthy and hearty world thronging to see the monkeys and the mermaids 
mingle awe with their admiration of the greatest curiosity of all they are subdued by a sense of the showman's power they skirt carefully round the edges of his greatness so as not to attract too much of his attention for who could tell what a moment if he so choose he would exhibit them we say the healthy and hearty world for of course the unhealthy and deformed world which we all know was made to be exhibited throngs as of old in supplicating procession after him three-legged women and four-legged men and double-headed children may be seen at all hours congregating on the third avenue in the vicinity of the rink seeking audience of the great showman indeed the observant traveller on this great thoroughfare we know hours before he gets to the rink that he is approaching barnum by the strange monotrocities woolly horses albino children and living skeletons that will be observed wending their way from all parts of the world to the great show in hope of getting engagements of course all this adds to the excitement and interest of the eager multitude but the animals and curiosities inside constitute the real attraction to the public and a very fine collection of animals it is the eight or ten royal abyssinian and babylonian lions roar less like suckling doves than any that have had their jaws stretched among us since van amberg's time as for the rhinoceroses he deserves especial attention because as the card on his cage informs us he is the unicorn of scripture but he doesn't look a bit like the agile fellow that fought for the crown on his hind legs ah he was an artist for he eats too much hay and nothing can be more absurd and contrary to the revolutionary character of the unicorn dear to heldery than this iron-clad monster eating hay with the demureness of a cow still there is danger in his cage the keeper informs us and he ought to know for he probably lived there at some time with him in order to find him out and he further assures us that the reason mr barnum employs him to take care of the beast is that he is an old sailor nobody else being able to go round his horn time however would not suffice to relate the wonders of the yak and the gogana and the wart hog none of which are popular pets nor to tell of the infinite variety of the feline tribe from felis leo himself to the tiniest cougar this collection of animals makes what is called 
the zoological garden a distinct apartment of the show there is a collection of camels about forty and several elephants eating peanuts with singularly disproportioned taste at the east end and here we observe is the menagerie the camels each with his hump tastefully covered with a camel's hair shawl wait with meek patience for the ring master to call them and they all slide out on their cushioned feet like dusty spectres it would be well to visit the collection of wild animals after this and then inspect the exhibition of animated nature reserving the caravan till the last but the conscientious visitor has the hippodrome the hippohedrons the circus the arena and the ring to inspect and unless he hurries up he will not get through in time we have found in our experience that the best plan is to cut the arena the hippodrome and the hippotheatron and stick to the circus the circus will be found worthy of the carefulest study it will be found to have a largeness that is new and certainly it would be difficult to find more performers or have them do more the rink thanks to barnum is a popular resort we forget how many miles of promenade there are through the zoological department of the menagerie but we know that thousands of people may be seen there of a pleasant afternoon adding a biological interest to the zoological exhibit that is well worth noting the following is from the new york daily standard of december twenty eighth eighteen seventy one unbounded enterprise mr p t barnum is the only man in the show business who thoroughly comprehends the demands of the public and is willing to satisfy them at any expenditure of time and means his projects are conceived on a gigantic scale very far in advance of the conservatism so characteristic of even liberal managers his expensive expeditions to labrador some years ago to capture white whales for the american museum and another expedition to south africa in eighteen fifty nine which secured the first and only living hippopotamus ever seen on this continent involved an outlay sufficient to organize and completely furnish a first-class show a third even more hazardous expedition was sent to the north pacific to capture seals sea lions and other marine monsters which were transported thousands of miles in immense water tanks these are but a few in many instances of the large and comprehensive liberality 
that distinguishes all of mr barnum's enterprises and is the source of his managerial triumphs and the foundation of his financial success obstacles that to others seem insurmountable only spur him on to greater effort no article of real novelty or merit which will enhance the attractions of his exhibitions is suffered to escape for lack of energy or for want of liberal expenditure of money it is this spirit that has enabled mr barnum to combine in one exhibition the most complete and colossal collection of animate and inanimate curiosities ever assembled in the world in the spring of eighteen seventy one when the great show was about to enter upon its first campaign complete as it seemed to the manager and to other experts mr barnum thought a most valuable feature might be added he telegraphed to the whaling ports of new england and sent messages to san francisco and alaska to know if a group of sea lions and other specimens of the phocine tribe could be secured finally through his agents in san francisco he organized an expedition to alaska by the first of july several fine specimens of seals and sea lions some of the latter weighing more than one thousand pounds each were brought in tanks over the union pacific railway were safely landed at bridgeport and thereafter were forwarded to the show then on its travels through new england as these delicate animals are likely to die arrangements have been made to keep good the supply and december sixteenth eighteen seventy one mr barnum received a telegram from san francisco that six more sea lions had just arrived at that port for him two of these will be sent by arrangement to the zoological gardens in regent's park london and the rest with several seals captured in the same expedition will be added to barnum's show next spring mr barnum's active and enterprising agents are in europe asia africa south america and elsewhere in the world wherever anything rare and valuable bird beast reptile or other animate or inanimate curiosity can be secured which will add to the interest of the exhibition in the menagerie and in the hippodrome also experts are constantly engaged in training elephants camels performing horses and other animals and are thus preparing new and attractive features some of which will be as novel to the show profession as they will be new and attractive to the public i might fill hundreds of pages with the notices of the new york papers 
during the protracted exhibition at the empire rink every day almost the journals had something new to say about the show from the simple fact that nearly every day the addition of some new animal or attraction or fresh features in the spring performances compelled new notices the exhibition continued with unabated success and patronage till after the holidays when necessary preparations for the spring campaign including the repainting of all the wagons compelled me to close i must make mention merely of two genuine curiosities from california the one a section of one of the big trees and the other a bright young digger indian who was my guide through the yosemite valley i little thought when i saw the big trees that i should soon secure for exhibition in new york a gigantic section of one of them with the bark which set up as it enclosed the tree enclosed on the one occasion at the empire rink two hundred children from the howard mission the digger was equally a curiosity in his way one day when the baboon escaped from his cage and defied all the efforts of the keepers to capture him my digger indian lassoed him and brought him down with a run and a rope in less than no time his services in and with in this line on other occasions were more memorable i cannot close this additional narrative without warning my readers and the public generally that the enormous success of my great combination has stimulated unscrupulous smaller showmen to feeble imitations which in some instances are and are intended to be downright frauds upon the public nearly every circus and menagerie in the country has lately added what is called a museum and in some cases they have employed a man named or supposed to be named barnum intending to advertise under the title of barnum's show thereby deceiving and swindling the public the trick is very transparent and can be successful if at all only in very rural regions where the newspapers fail to penetrate the so-called museums may embrace a stuffed animal or two and a small show of wax works indeed some of these minor managers have brought cast-off curiosities from me and cheap rubbish from old museums with which to set up the new features in their circuses or menageries the whole public knows that there is but one p t barnum and but one show in the country of sufficient importance to bear his name 
i trust to my name and my long worked for and well-earned reputation to insure the public against imposition from the attempts of my imitators who are as unprincipled as they will be unsuccessful in their efforts to defraud me and to delude the public end of appendix part four recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c